this episode of the Telerotor RC Podcast, Monty gives you a little advice on making corrections. If you're going to do a correction, do a correction, but if you don't know what the correction is, don't freaking touch it because you just do the wrong correction, and then it's obvious that you're wrong. And Shaggy gives us a little insight on what it's like to fly in the hay. And then I, I got to make Monty proud. Nope, come here, bitch, and slam it right in the ground. And I give a little advice on just what to do when you need to save your model. And then finally, I'm like, here. I handed you my radio. I said, bring it back if you can. Hello and welcome to Telerotor RC. This is episode 31, Catching Up with the Guys. We recorded an episode, but summertime lured us outside. So, uh, we're going to just uh, have here an episode uh, covering uh, what we've been doing since the last time we recorded. Hope you guys enjoy. This is Robert Monty, and I have with me Michael Shaggy Parker. Hello. Rich Sowers. Hello, everybody. What's going on? And Mike DiPaolo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's not here again. We're back to normal now. <laughs> yeah, we'll get Cricket Noise back here when we got an interesting topic uh, that, that that he fancies. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so uh, who wants to go first in the miracle round of what we did since last episode? You ain't gone first in a while. Shaggy, go. <laughs> Pop up the show notes. Show notes. Just like Shaggy's <laughs> first time, he's going first. Over my, still over my head, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Shaggy. What was your week like? Or month? It's been freaking. It's been a month yeah, and a half, dude. So a lot of shit's it's happened. Been a month and a half since we recorded. Yeah, last time we recorded, it was freaking. Last month was May, so yeah, it was late April. Yeah, well, so Damn. so to, to start off, we actually recorded, and then literally we after like two hours of recording, we said, "Eh, not feeling it. Let's just quit. Let's just cut it out." Oh, we did not. Yes, we did. No, no, we did not start recording and then quit. We've never even started recording. Recording. <laughs> but Rich and I started recording. That's your problem. I did start recording, but we never said anything that was worth keeping. No. But anyway, and then we tried like three other times recording. Finally, here we are. So, what I did. Hmm. Okay, so from way back then, uh, I mentioned last time I didn't fly a whole lot. Well, now I've been flying a lot more. Uh, I've been flying the logo a lot. Pretty much ever since that challenge on the flight box, uh, where someone will call call you out and do a certain maneuver. Uh, I was called out by John Allen to do the waltz. And pretty much ever since then, I was flying like three days a week after work, just two flights a day. And, you know, starting to do some F3 maneuvers and really getting good at it. I actually am doing a lot better at pirouetting maneuvers, such as uh, pirouetting loops, which is something I've been really learning uh, on the sim and finally started doing in real life. Uh, and then I, I got to make Monty proud, and I did a whole entire four-minute flight of nonstop pirouing. Yeah, that was a good video. And, and not just not just stationary, but like you know, doing pure flips and pure funnels and even a few pure uh, half-ass pure loops um, for four minutes solid. So that was that was a lot of fun. But you know, since then, uh, didn't do a whole lot much flying. Um, 
until this past Saturday, where first time I got into the field since this whole pandemic started. And I got to say, going out to the field was definitely needed. Um, it was kind of like an impromptu get, uh, like get-together. Uh, a few guys from up north, got Dan Renane, came uh, from Maryland. Sherman Martin is one that kind of started the whole thing. Uh, Ray Treadway and Rodney, they came f- up from North Carolina. Of course, Rob was there. Ben Miner showed up. And a few other people there. Um, oh, yeah, Cliff. I can't forget Cliff um, was there. And Yeah, you can. You can forget Cliff. I, okay, I can forget Cliff. Uh, just had, we just had a blast. It was, it was hot. It was actually very hot. But, you know, we didn't care. We just had some fun. And uh, just, just, had a, just had a blast there. Uh, I did fly the Fireball and the logo in a plane, which needs work, but whatever. Um, fireball, yeah, I got to work on that. I bet you really have to work on it now. Oh, dude, I destroyed it. <laughs> the wheat <laughs> killed it. So I, yeah. I, I literally just got like a hair up my ass and I just went to Jay's like, Jay, it's wheat time. It's going in. I, I just gotta, I just gotta dangle a little of the wheat and just see what I can do. But it's going in, so he get the camera ready. So he goes out there and he's, I start, I start pulling it up. I, I walk over to the wheat. I, I just do some upright pirouette, pirouettes and then just kind of, you know, do um, put uh, pitch pumps kind of in the wheat and back up. Flipped it up and you know did a, did a half pirouette, inverted tail first, just start going out, out to the field, and just try to touch the tail in the wheat and then pull up. Well, yeah, it, it, the tail hit the wheat, and the wheat was like, nope, come here, bitch, and slammed it right in the ground. <laughs> broke, shattered the boom. Uh, I broke a blade. I broke a link, and I cracked the frame again, which is the same spot that I re-glued. So, uh, and I broke the belt. So, I'll have to um, – I mean, honestly, I have all those parts. I can fix it in like 30 minutes and get it flying again. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, flew, the, flew the logo several times. But I actually flew other people's helis more than my own. So Cliff let me fly that little what is it called, guys? The little that little M two M two M two is that what it's called? I think so. O M P O M P. Yeah. So basically, what the logo is the the new logo two hundred is pretty much. Um, I gotta say, I was very skeptical about it, but it it, it flies. It flies pretty well. Uh, because it, it's direct drive motor and tail motor. And I, I don't, since the MCPX days, I've been kind of skeptic with, with tail driven motors. This, and I, and Cliff was like, I want to see how hard you can push it to see if you can blow it out. It's like, we'll try it. And I was deliberately doing stupid shit with it. And the tail never blew out once. Now, it was a little wonky because Cliff, Cliff's settings are a little, uh, little, um, slow on the um and his pitch is very sensitive and it's also on its radio his aileron uh, or his cyclic stick is extremely tight and that's the way he likes it it's not the way i like it so it was very hard to do certain things but the point is the model flew great it's extremely powerful and it never blew out i was surprised hmm. so i honestly i wouldn't mind picking one of those things up if i was able to get a price on it but i don't need one but I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. I would say that that's a pretty good model that you pick up. Um, How big are they compared, to like an Oxy Two? It's about the same size as an Oxy Two, maybe a tiny bit bigger, not by much. Maybe, uh, maybe like the, it might be the two ten size. No, 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 no. Hmm. It, it's 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 the equivalent to the one ninety because I think it runs one eighty blades. Um, but it's 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 solid, dude. There's not much to it. Hmm. 
Uh, it's a solid little he- little heli. I actually was quite impressed. So, yeah, that was that was actually pretty fun. Um, then I continued to fly the uh, Jay's Mostro Nitro. Dude, that was a good flight. Thank you. Um, that was a good flight. Yeah, that dig was in the hay was fun. That heli is amazing. Just Mostro's period. I really wish there was still a production. They're heavy helicopters, but man, are they robust and they just fly damn good. Um, and of course, when you ha- when you have Jay next to you, just egging you on, yeah, you, you just want to go lower. You just want to freaking dis- demolish it, you know, <laughs> because he's basically telling you to do it. You know, Scott Graham is not no better. Um, <laughs> and at the end, I went to do an inverted auto, and uh. Uh, last time I flew one of Jay's nitros, it was a T Rex B one nitro. That one has floats. <laughs> this one doesn't. So once <laughs> I p- pushed up on the inverter auto, the blaze went bleh, plop, and it tipped over. And the first thing I said to Jay's like, "Well, I owe you a set of blades." But uh, walked over to the model. Blades are fine. Two links popped off. We found them and we put the new, new links on. It was up and go- it was up and going by that night. Um. Then Sherman let me fly his, uh, oh my gosh, dude, T-Rex 700Xs are crack. 14S, 50-25 series Scorpion motor, two of them. One is, um, his idle, his, his, his normal mode is 2100 RPM. Like, are you freaking serious? Because I did it on that. And it's like, this thing is, like, fast. And he says, all right, let's go up idle 3, 25. And holy shit, I had a hard time keeping up with that model. It's so fast. And then later that day, he, he put me on this other one, the one that had the 50 series motor in there. 21, like 2150, I think it was his highest head speed. But he said, it's a whole new level of insane. And I believe that one was faster. Even though it had a lower head speed, it was fast. Like, I went a full speed run straight up, and I pulled up vertical, uh, kind of in line with me, well, per- uh, perpendicular with me on the flight line. And just to see how, how high it would go in that straight line, dude, it hit like 300 feet before it actually peaked, before it actually stalled and started coming back down. I couldn't see it because it was getting dark. It was, I like, I was like, Damn! <laughs> So that thing was insane, but that was fun too. I will. I don't know which one. I think I like the uh, lower head speed, but bigger motor better than the twenty five hundred head speed one, uh, just because it it, just, it tracks very very well. Um, they're just both insane helicopters. Um, so yeah, overall that was a good weekend. Rob came out for a little bit, uh, flew a little bit, then he went to Fredericksburg to ride on the trails, which he's weird but whatever uh and last thing i got on my list i think it's on my list yeah last thing on my list is i have been working for my ppl my private pilot's license i have officially sucked it up and decided to do it something i should have done six years ago when i had an opportunity but uh i didn't but i came to the conclusion that i'm not gonna have this least amount of bills any other time in my life so take advantage of of only you know like not ha- i don't have a truck payment or anything like that you know 
I only got necessity bills and very little. So take advantage of that time right now and use it for good before I get a family or I get a house or, you know, stuff like that. And I'm never going to see the light of day ever again (laughs) because the real world will kick in. So which is coming up soon, really is. So might as well take advantage of it right now. And I'm working on my PPL and I'm actually loving it. I've done 4.2 hours so far. My next lesson is coming up later this week on Monday, um, which it'll already happen by the time the show is out. Uh, It's expensive, but I think it's worth it so far. And I'm going to, I can see myself getting a career in this. So I'm going to work on my, on my private. And then after that, I'm going to look for some schools to get my instrument and commercial. Uh, Then, work on a CFI, then work on ATP. Uh, and hopefully from then I'll, I'll find some kind of, um, you know, some actual like career into this. Uh, that, that is my goal. And, uh, you know, I know I've got, I've, I've talked to you guys about like, you know, life changing things that I need to, you guys saying I need to like look for, uh, for career opportunities. And this is it. This, I think this is going to be it. So that's cool. It's about what I've done for this week or, or a month and a half, I should say. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I am looking forward to looking forward to more flying. Uh, right now, I am currently working on two models: my Gowie R5 for the Archer Speed Cup, and my E7SE for Nats. So I got to get these things done so I can uh, get these things flying. So, who's next? Great. <laughs> Oh, Marty, you go and you want me to go? Go for it. All right, I can go. Um, man, since a month and a half ago, I tell you, um, first of all, charge case is done. Finally. And how many years After did that four take? Years, four years. Four years? Four years. <laughs> four years. But it's done. Uh, works great. Um, I think some of you guys have seen pictures of it, but it's pretty cool, I think. It uh, came out real well. It's done old school as far as everything was done by hand. Nothing was done with the CNC. A lot of 3D printed parts, though, ended up in it. But um, I'm pretty proud of it. The uh, Diablo number two has a tail now, but it's still sitting on my bench. Um, hopefully, it'll fly soon. Diablo number one's got some new graphics because I needed to be able to see it a little better. Um, so I've made some new graphics for the tail and stuff. Um, been to the field quite a bit since the last time we talked um but most of it's just hover practice and um i started doing some flying away mostly just with my n7 matter of fact only with the gasser um i haven't been doing anything with the diablo as far as flying away um mainly because i can't see the helicopter very well um did uh this last weekend uh saturday no sunday i'm sorry went out sunday and, um, man, I flew, what, four flights on the gasser and, um, uh, and I was doing some autos and some approaches and just farting around a lot of, um, pirouetting practice and flying backwards, all close in, nothing, nothing very far out. Um, I did a couple of flights on the Diablo. They were just hover practice. Uh, I tell you what, man, I've been doing a lot of work and just flying cone to cone in both directions whether the wind's blowing or not, that's challenging. Um, 
even if the model, I think the model is set up pretty well now for that. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it's coming along, I think. Now, you know where I'm having trouble, though, is takeoff and landing. Um, getting it in the circle and uh, not bouncing or not. And I say bouncing, it's not a bounce, but I'd like a little double touch, you know, as soon as the uh, helicopter gets into ground effect. When you find that, um, you know, you're either too authoritative coming to the ground, you're like, oh my goodness, or you're not very authoritative getting the ground and the model will bounce. Usually a lot of it has to do with um, uh, your pitch curve for touching the ground. Yeah, you know what part of my problem is, and it, it has to do with my eye problem, but my depth of field is so bad right now, I'm finding myself as I start to get down t- towards the ground, like start to get in a ground effect, I'm too far either forward or back, usually too close to myself, and I need to push the helicopter forward about a foot to foot and a half. Yeah. And it's so blatantly obvious when that happens, and I mean, it happens almost every time. Um, and that's, that's, that's a problem with my, you know, with my depth of field right now, but, um, I've got to, got to continue to work on it. The, the, the um, interesting thing is the depth of field is, is definitely, is, is definitely with you. I, I won't discount oh no, that. Yeah. Um, but I would say that, you know, I went through sportsmen. I, I tell pilots at my own, at my own events, adjust the helicopter and get in the circle. Yeah, as opposed to going straight down and and landing where it where it started, because the 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 points deducted for missing the circle, you know, you could you could fly a hovering maneuver and it'd be a perfect ten, and then miss the circle, and you're gonna you're gonna lose like three to four points, right? Instantly, and like, well, it's a max you can get for that is six, whereas you could fly a six. You could fly like a, a seven, you know, something that's worth a seven. Like that maneuver was good. And you adjust for the circle and you get a point or two taken. Come away right. with a, you know, a five. Right. So landing outside the circle is going to be worse than a really drastic mm-hmm. correction just before you touch, but get it in the circle, right? Get it. I drastic correction, get it in the circle. <laughs> right. So that's kind of um, where I'm at because it's, I start to come down and then I'd go like, oh shit. And I raise it back up a little bit to get it back into the circle. And so yeah. that whole last foot, foot and a half just looked like shit. And I got to keep working on it. It's the other, the other but, thing is, is I spent, Easily three or four years before I got really consistent about being close, being really close to always being over the one meter mm-hmm. circle. Yeah, see, that's my problem. We start at high eye level, right? And then you should put, should, it should come down at a constant speed and end up in the circle. Yep. And without a whole lot of, you shouldn't be moving around in that, in that coming down. And that's Agreed. where I'm at. I start to come down and I start that, I get it where I think it's supposed to be. At eye level, mm-hmm. or you know that first three meters, and I start to just start that descent. And you want to keep it at a constant level. This is coming down at a constant speed, and I'm not talking about hauling ass or anything. I'm just talking about start that lowering. Try to keep it at a constant speed, and then I realize when it's you know three feet off the ground, gone through that first meter or so that oh shit, I'm not over the circle. I can't tell with my depth of field problem right now where how far out I am until I get that foot in heaven. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not even close, or I'm too far out. Now I do this really ugly bounce where I kind of raise it back up, move it over, mm. get it back down to the circle. And it's like, yeah, what the I, hell? 
I, I, I definitely won't discount your depth of field issue, but I can tell you that, you know, even even without that challenge. <laughs> it's still a challenge, sure. It's, it's still a lot of practice to know your model is at the right spot. You're yeah. two meters over a circle. It's not something, you know, we all think, oh, yeah, from two meters over, I can always bit right over a circle and drop it straight down. No. I'll, I'll tell you, with three years of practice before I got it. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. It is. It really is. And it's because I keep telling myself with my with my issues right now that I can pr- – there's a lot for me to freaking practice, right? I, I was kind of – well, let me, let me just say, because a lot of people don't know what we're talking about. Um, I've had an eye problem that started – well, it started in my 20s, but it's a uh, – um, it's actually, it's a herpes virus. It's the same thing that causes cold sores and stuff in your mouth. And it causes oh, a number of things, it causes shingles, causes things like that. Well, I have it manifested in the nerve of my eyes. And recently, about four months ago, I had an outbreak that caused a lesion on, on my left eye or on my right eye. I'm sorry, that has scarred one fifth of my cornea and, um, we're still working on it. I'm still on steroids and stuff. So it's causing the cornea to swell and change all the time so my vision is constantly changing but what it's done is it's caused me not to be able to fly away and see the helicopter very well i can't see it's affected my depth of field uh, my left eye already has a scar from when i was in my 20s so it's um, pretty severely degraded my vision and um, we won't know for a little while longer yet um, what the damage is really going to be or wh- how correctable it'll be but um, right now it's made my goal of flying at Nats and, and being able to fly away pretty difficult because I, I literally, as the helicopter moves away, the blurrier it gets, I can't see the disc. I can't see its orientation is really difficult. Um, and when I, when I was talking about flying away, I was flying the gasser and just trying to do stall turns and I can see the helicopter in the stall. I can, um, I can pull up, I can see where the tail is at. I can get the tail around fine. I can see whether it's straight up and down or not, but what I have trouble seeing is whether the helicopter is in a aileron off axis as I'm coming down. And as you you start to pull out, um, the model's either going to be moving towards you or away from you, and I can't tell what it's doing there, and it gets a little scary. And um, I haven't put me or the model or anybody else in any danger doing it. It's just, it's a little, for me, I've got to find a new normal with that and where my vision ends up is going to determine that kind of thing. But, um, it was funny. I only really scared myself one time, never put the model in danger, but man, I came out of the bottom of a stall turn and you know, just there's a point and I don't know that people really realize this unless they're really concentrating on it. But as you pull out of a vertical maneuver, and the model is away from you. So like you would be in a stall turn coming off off one of your shoulders. There's a point where the model, you can no longer see the tail. The tail hides behind the model. And it looks to me like a round blob. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's an interesting perspective because I, the model looks very blurry to me. Um, a way to explain it is if you look at a newspaper when it's out of registration, that's kind of the way my whole world looks right now. And... The farther away something is, the greater the registration is. Like I was watching Poodoo the other night do tumbles and stuff, you know, and he flies in pretty close, but he, I could literally see two separate booms. They looked like they were about nine inches apart, like a P-51 or something, not P-51, but a, uh, was it, what's the, uh, fork take down the uh, P-58? Um, anyway, I'm not an airplane guy, but anyway, it looked like that, but he's sitting there doing tumbles. Look, I had two booms, look funny as hell. Um, but, 
what I mean is, so just doing stall turns and simple things like that, doing them off my left hand shoulder as the model came towards me, I would almost completely lose it as far as being able to tell anything about the orientation of the model in an aileron. You know, I mean, it just, I just can't see the disc. I can't see the skids. It just looks like a ball. Um, and it's, it's a little unnerving. So in close, my real problem is depth of field, you know, so telling when the model is over a spot, I can see the model up close. Um, I can, like I said, I've been practicing pirouetting stuff and, uh, practicing getting over the cone stuff. And I can tell, I can see the model. The issue is I, I have trouble telling when it's over a specific location, right? Cause depth of field plays a real role and I've got different scars on each eye. And anyway, I was feeling pretty sorry for myself and, uh, kind of down and like this, this all sucks. Cause as much as I love this hobby, it's really hard, you know, when you can't fly. And I was like, I didn't even want to go to the field and, um, haven't wanted to work on the models. Haven't, you know I mean? Just kind of, I even asked my wife, I said, what does it like to be depressed? You know, I don't even know what that feels like. What's it feel like? And, uh, we had a conversation about it, but you know, I'm going to say this and, I was listening to free fall last, you know, when they had their interview with Mike D and, um, you know, he mentioned just losing his wife and, um, dude, I was like, and he was talking about being upbeat and going on and the things. And I was like, freaking a man, I got to get off my ass. What am I feeling sorry for myself about? You know? And, um, dude, I, I woke up a little bit, went out this weekend I had a blast. I flew four flights on the, on the gasser. I flew two on the Diablo, um, took the oxy and I was actually, God, you talk about having trouble seeing something that oxy gets 20 feet away. And I'm like, what the frick? <laughs> um, but I, I was like, I'm going to do some, I, I working towards our goals. You know, we talked about our goals last year and, you know, two of mine were one was to lose a hundred pounds this year, which I'm at 55 pounds now, by the way. And, Awesome. The other one, actually, I'm at probably 58 pounds, um, but I was at 55 pounds a week ago. And uh, I said, I'm going to go. The other One of the other goals is to you know, do an inverted figure eight. And I've been practicing on the sim. I can do it on the sim. I'm like, I'm taking the oxy. I don't care if I put the bitch in. It's, 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 I'm going to do it. I go out and I got Pudu standing next to him. I was like, just watch me just in case I, I lose this thing. I can't tell where it's at. And I'll hit throttle hold. So I flip it over. I li- all I did was a, I just did a roll, a, a stationary roll, not about 15 or 20 feet away from me. And helicopter goes around, fine, comes around. I kept it pretty much in line, <laughs> comes around. All of a sudden, it gets upright and it makes this god-awful noise. Like, <laughs> I mean, just this. I was like, what the hell is that? I could even see how out of track the blades were on the oxy 20 feet away. And I was like, holy shit, dude. And, and my, or who's like, fucking land that damn thing. So I landed it. So I wonder what the hell that's about. And then I go, I spin it back up. It seems fine. I go back out away. This time I go out just a little bit farther, do another roll. This time it rolls away from me. I don't keep it in a real good axial roll. And it just kind of rolls like it's rolling away and does the same thing. I get it around. Now it's too far away for me to tell whether it's upright, right side in, nose down. I can't see the freaking thing. And I'm like, asking Pudu what it is, where it's at. And then finally, I'm like, here, I hand you my radio. I said, bring it back if you can. I was going to throttle hold. I couldn't see it. But it was making that god-awful freaking noise. And uh, Pudu flies it back over. As he gets ready to land, I can see the blades are way out of track. And uh, I was like, well, there's something wrong with this freaking thing. So I pick it up. You know that little collar 
um, right at the top on the main shaft on the upper bearing. There's a little collar there that tightens yeah. down and keeps. Yeah, that had I had evidently torqued the shit out of that and broke the bolt off, <laughs> and so it was like flopping back and forth. So every time it uh, you know the head would unload and, and and come around and load back up, it would throw the blades throw the pitch way out of whack. And then when it flipped back over, it they stayed that way evidently because it was like bizarre dude and um so that was that whole flight lasted what 30 seconds a minute so i didn't get to practice to figure out that'll happen again i'm hopefully tomorrow um we'll try that again but uh you know i i i you know, i had a lot of fun and i just quit thinking about shit and just had some fun with it and i was you know doing some stall turns i started doing autos again um, I, not from really high from probably only 40 or 50 feet. Cause that's really as high as I felt like having the helicopter over my head. Um, because I really can't see the disc that far away. I could tell that it's somewhat flat and with somebody standing next to me and they can be like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. And then as it gets a little closer, I can see whether I'm nose up, nose, you know, I can start to see it a little better, but, um, dude, it was fun. I, you know, it was, I had to be really good at sliding autos this year at, at, uh, heli extravaganza <laughs> Yeah. Because I ain't going to be able to see to stop the freaking model anyway. So it'll be just like, just <laughs> let it go, man. <laughs> like, send it. Send it. It'll be there. It'll be there somewhere. Um, be on the other side. Who cares? Yeah. Just somebody tell me if I get before the line. <laughs> that's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's, so you guys have heard me talking about my side a little bit. That's what it's about. And, um, you know, this is something we're, we're going through right now. And, uh, Anyway, so that was my, that was my weekend. I've been having a lot of fun. I get, I mean, it's just, I just not thinking about what was going on and what was going on. Cause every time I go out to fly, I would be frustrated because every time I tried to do something, I would just be like, I can't see it. I can't see it. It's freaking, you know what I mean? And Pudu kept telling me, he's like, just quit worrying about it and just do it. And you've told me the same thing, right? You know, you've been kind of following me on this and, yeah. um, because I tell you, it's, one of my goals this year was to be go to Nats and fly in your competition and be competitive. And right now that's not going to happen. And um, I'm still going to Nats no matter what, and I'm still going to go to Urcha. But as it goes right now, I'm not going to be competing because I just can't safely do it. And um, there's no, I'm not putting anybody in any danger or anything or me or I mean I'm not. It's not. I'm not blind. It's just everything is freaking blurry as shit. Hey, just and, uh, you just need you just need sixteen models, one model for every aerobatic event and <laughs> for four rounds. You know what? It's not. It, it's not. I've never felt in danger of crashing. I like I said I, with the um, with the gasser one. I did one stall turn where I came down, and this is where I realized that as the helicopter comes out, I couldn't see the tail, mm-hmm. and I panicked a little bit. And made a correction. What I ended up really doing was turning the model away from the flight line mm-hmm. and it started moving away. And I, it was probably as it, as I was pulling up and where, and I turned it till I could see the boom. And when I did that, the models now, what, probably at, I don't know, 30 to 45 degrees to me, which means it's just flying out into the field. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. and once I could see the boom, I was able to turn the helicopter and bring it back. I can fly it nose in and bring yeah. it back. Matter of fact, it's there's just this area where I can't tell where what the orientation of where the boom is at, where the disc is at. I know it's upright. I know it's not. You know what I mean? It's in other words, if, as long as I'm in close enough to see that the disc is on top or on the bottom, I'm fine. I'm not going to crash it. But at the same time, I can't. There's no way I could be precise. It scares me. It's just, it's, I just, 
I lose that boom and I just, I can't tell where it's at. Um, I lose the, I just, I can't see the disc. I can't, all the things I'm used to using as cues to, for orientation aren't there at 40 or 50 feet away. You know, I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's, and it's not just helicopters. I mean, it's my whole freaking life right now. When I'm driving down the road, I see two white lines, right? One looks like a ghost and one doesn't. And I follow the one that doesn't look like a ghost. Um, it's, it's, it's everything. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. There's, there's another pilot, a uh, friend of mine. Uh, we were out of the field doing auto. He, he, he's, he's climbing the model up. He's like, yeah, I see two of them now. And he goes, I'm like, which one do you choose? Uh, when it gets low enough, I see one again. That's the lie. <laughs> yeah, that's... Fair, fair enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, it's and it, my when as things get closer to me, like when I'm reading my computer, I yeah. literally have I literally have right now five pairs of glasses sitting on my desk because my vision literally changes during the day. Yeah, and so I'm picking the best ones, you know, the the glasses that best fit at any given moment, and you know, um, glasses right now aren't an option for anything much farther away from me than the computer. And even then it's blurry. Like, you, dude, you ought to see what I'm doing between periods and commas. Holy fuck. I can't tell her it's a comma or period. So it's like, I look at it and go, shit, did I put a comma or did I put a period? You know? Um, cause periods look like commas cause they're so blurry. So, you know, it's little, little shit that you don't think about. And, yeah. um, you know, I've been feeling pretty, pretty sorry for myself. And, well, um, you just come visit you know? me and I'll make you feel awful about everything. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> the thing is, is I'm actually looking forward to it. I yeah, can't, you know what I mean? Because it's be like fun. I'll have people pushing me a little bit and some, you know, and I I have been kind of um, not wanting to mention it here. I mean, I've, I think I've said things like, well, with my vision right now, I can't see this, right? Oh, I did stall turns, but, and people are going like, well, so what? Well, right now for me, that's a big deal. And, um, and my psyche, it's a big deal. And the first ones I did, did I landed, I did two or three of them with Pooh saying this to me and I was like shaking and they yep. were freaking stall turns and I was shaking. Yep. Um, and you know, he's like, well, you did fine. He's like, we so weird. I was like, I, I you know, I don't know. You just, yeah, I guess, unless uh, you. Yeah. There's, there's been, it, it, there's been, um, there's been flights that I've had and I'll pull the maneuver through a standard maneuver and I'll be like, I know what the helicopter is doing, but the report back to my eyes, one of the things I realized about the winter time of year is with the sun, sun angles, the way they are is that model is not lit up the way I would mm -hmm. prefer. And so it just doesn't look all that great. Um, now with us getting back into summer, uh, the model, the model, you know, during most hours of the day, once the sun gets behind us at most of the fields, uh -huh. all the model pops out so nicely. With mm -hmm. the, but there's, there are times of the day, like I, I'll start flying and the sun is almost directly overhead. And I'll be like, man, the lighting is, is just garbage. The sun's on top of my helicopter. And so I'm getting this, you know, like shadowing crap. And it's like, mm -hmm. eh, it doesn't look good. Yeah. It, it doesn't it, look good. It's, I know it's what it's funny. doing. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's the same way. Like I know, and it was one thing that, you know, when Poodle and I were talking about it, it was, I'd pull up in the stall turn and he's like, look, it's all muscle memory. You've done it a thousand times. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, you pull up, you, you know, you, you, you pull reduce up, you collective, wait for the bob to stop and you, you wait do for it to stop. You do a turn and I can see in the song, the you and I've talked about this. 
and I, yeah. and I particularly have an easier time when the model is in shadow versus when it's in light. I can see the boom come around. I can see when to yep. stop it. At that yep. point, I can't see the disc. So I yeah. can't tell where I'm at in an aileron orientation. So if I just pull up and it goes straight up and I don't freaking touch it, I, in my mind, I know it's going to come down straight. And I know if I just pull up, it's all, in, all will it, be well. It all would be well, right? I know that it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. Because it's yeah. not what I'm, my, it's not what my eyes are telling me, right? Yeah. Um, so, and like I said, I've, I've only had one time where I scared myself. It didn't, I say scare myself, where the model came out of an orientation where I, it, it, I was like, oh, f- what did I just do? And it was because I gave an aileron correction when I shouldn't have. I was yep. second guessing myself, right? Mm-hmm. The model wasn't any danger. It was high enough. It wasn't, you know what I mean? It was nothing. I was almost crashing. I just turned and flew it to back. But, it, and it, I hit, you know. Yeah. And I feel comfortable if I've got a spotter standing next to me that can make, tell me that it's okay, right? So, I'll be like, am I okay? And then and that's not what a job, you know, what a spotter's job is in competition. And, um, you know, but at the same time, right now, that's where I am. I, yeah. I you know, I just, I feel like I need to have somebody on my shoulder. Um, I'm not going to hand on my freaking radio, you know, like I did with the Oxy with, with Poodle last year. I literally handed in the phone. I said, here, bring it back or crash it. I'm like, whatever. I <laughs> you know what I mean? I I'm just like. I done fought the fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like I didn't know where it was. I didn't know where the orientation was. I didn't know it was right side up, upside. I knew it was right side up because it was flying, but that's all I knew. Yeah, and- it's, it's it's fun when uh, when a model, it's not out of control, but it's it's out of it's out of it's it's not out of control. Like, oh my god, what is it doing? You know, where's yeah. it going? What is it? where it's really just like, what orientation is it? Right. It's and like, then you I- and you pause for five seconds. You're like, oh, it got smaller. It's flying away. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was getting small. I mean, I could. I literally couldn't tell whether it was moving away or moving towards me because I couldn't see it. Yep. I could see this little black dot, and that was all I could see. And I literally, man, I, and I had a strap on, which you guys know I don't usually fly with, but I've started recently flying with a strap again. And I'm, I'm like, I literally reached over my head, pulled the strap off, and handed the radio to Pooh, standing right next to me. And I said, here. And he's like, damn, you got that off fast, <laughs> you know? And then he toyed with it for a second, flew it back. Yeah. But it was, I, I literally couldn't see it. And um, now it would have been... It's the reason I haven't flown the Diablo away. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel pretty comfortable with the N7 gasser. It's bigger for one thing. It's got a, it's got a bigger visual footprint, I should say. You know, I mean, the it's blobs, wider. The blob's bigger with the engine and the muffler. blob is exactly the blob is bigger. And plus it's just a wider helicopter, you know, yeah. um, to that one side's got and, something shiny compared to the other. Yeah. It's, it's funny though, because. With the graphics I've been playing with on the Diablo, like I thought if I just make it brighter and contrastier, because mm-hmm. if you remember, you and Ben proved something to me last year yep. um, before your competition when we were talking about flying farther away. And I was having fear of that. I wasn't, not that I couldn't do it or anything, because we saw that I could, right? Yeah. But I was uncomfortable flying far away into stall turns to get lined up better. And... um you guys were working with me with that, and my canopy was very lacking in contrast, right? It was even though it was different colors, they were all similar colors when it got away from you a little bit, and it just looked like one color kind of as it got away. Yep. And you made the point to me of and you and, and Ben both were talking about look, it's about contrast. If you want to be able to see it far away, you need to have contrast in your canopy and your boom. And to prove that to me, we put your canopy on my E5. Yep. And I flew it and I could see it way better. 
and I was, and this is before my eye problem. I mean, I've had my, my left eye has been damaged for a lot of years, but I lived with that. I, I learned that, you know, I mean, your brain kind of compensates for it. And, but that was, so that wasn't my vision was not my issue. My brain was right. And when I saw that I could actually see it better with a, with that contrast that you had with your canopies, the way they were painted, that very much changed my opinion of, of, uh, what a model needed to look like. So on the Diablo, and I was like, all right, I'm going to put contrast on. I've got this bright orange and black. And I'm like, okay, the only thing that's contrast here is white and black, right? It's, yeah, that's the highest level of contrast is pure white, pure black, but white's hard to see against the sky. Yeah. So I made it orange or fluorescent orange and, um, made some graphics with some lines and stuff in it. And it, they look pretty cool, I think. And I can see it. Well, when it's in close, but it changes nothing as the model moves away. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, as the model gets out and farther away from me, I can't see the individual color. So it doesn't, it's not adding contrast. It's just a blob. Yeah. And that's why, like, my E5 canopy is primarily three colors, orange, black, and green. Cause mm-hmm. I, I don't have any stripes. Basically, I got a gigantic windshield on it. Uh, the, the, the top half of it is orange, and the bottom of it is uh, green. Actually, I have a green stripe mm-hmm. in it, but the second version I had planned to make a, a basically a, a green chin. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the striping that a lot of these helicopter the artists do, the, the canopies look beautiful. They look great up close, but when you fly them out, all of a sudden all that striping is, you know, it's individually a lot of contrast, but flies out. It's like it just becomes one color. Right, and that's why, mm-hmm. like my E five paint job is, I would say, almost blocky. Green chin, orange top half, black windshield. <laughs> right, but right, but it worked really well when it was. It works well when it gets when yeah. it gets out there because it is greens on bottom, oranges on top, windshield is black. <laughs> right, right. Um. So yeah, yeah. In and in, in my. My Diablo is much the same: yellow canopy, black windshield. Mm-hmm. Yellow canopy, yeah. black windshield, and then I've got uh, I got bumblebee stripes on my I got yellow bumblebee stripes on my black boom. Right, and I took I I did the similar thing. I just took it a little step farther. Yeah, um, I made that my the fluorescent orange. I just made it longer than you made your stripes, and I put a couple of stripes in it and put a seven hundred graphic in it just to break it up a little bit. And um, I made the tail fin this fluorescent orange. Yeah, and and made it all you know kind of work together. I think and. It looks, it looks good just sitting on the bench and it looks fine. I tell you, it did, it did make a difference flying, doing the inverted V in, um, or the inverted triangle. When I turn that helicopter sideways, even with my eyes where they are right now, I can watch the boom bob up and down now. You know what I mean? <laughs> with my, with my corrections, I'm like, yeah. Oh shit. I'm, you know what I mean? It's kind of funny. So I say fine and funny, but it did make a difference in the way I, way I could see the helicopter. And, um, you know, anyway, I've been rambling on too long. We can talk about something else now, but what I do, uh, so I've been trying to practice. So yeah, we haven't recorded in a month and a half. Um, yeah, it's been a while. I've been doing some F3C practice, but there's been some things that have been uh, chewing on my time else than flying F3C. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've been flying the Schedule P preliminary uh, maneuvers, and then I've also been practicing Schedule F, which is, uh, it's fun. 
it's fun. <laughs> it's it's a uh, it's challenging to learn seventeen maneuvers and and in order and you know hey do it in the fly right now. Um, I talked about it. So I was uh, I, I recorded with the Free Fall RC guys. It was a, a lot of fun. We talked about competition. I mentioned it then, but uh, I'll definitely you know say it here. I, I bought myself a uh, crossover SUV, uh, my new heli hauler. Um, I worked with uh, Ray Lepper, uh, Random Ray, as his company's known. Makes his key clamps. Worked with him. Uh, he, uh, I actually brought him my my Mazda, and he made a great heli shelf for me. Uh, we integrated it in, or you know, I asked him. I was looking to get it integrated in the sides so that it wasn't standing off the floor. It was integrated in the sides in the back. And, you know, I brought it down. We talked out some things. I made some molds with with clay so he could measure it and and yeah he 3D printed some stuff and yeah I got a, a heli shelf that's integrated with the side panels in the car and I can pull it in and out uh, when I want to and it's uh it's not freestanding it's actually integrated in so I can put my generator uh, just under it and uh, get my helicopters on it and uh, you know I can take some of my kids with me now as well so. <laughs> or uh you know I, I know some guy you know i have some friends you know come with me to fun fly so i could even do like a friend his helicopter a little bit you know his gear and even bring my son with yeah also it's oh, interesting cool. i started collecting gas bile statistics and uh, yeah it, it sits in between my my ford fusion hybrid and the uh, in the minivan uh, as far as cost per mile goes yeah so that's nice uh you know the the nerdy thing is i'm excited about safety features like you know, lane lane assist and and dynamic cruise control and high beam assist and you know nerdy safety things, which it's just. Fun. I uh, Paulo Paulo helped me finish my Oxy two, uh, so yeah, both Shaggy and DePaulo helped with my Oxy two. It took uh, about ten months. It took roughly ten months to get my Oxy two going. Um, I, you know, I haven't actually been practicing the F3C maneuvers a lot, but what I have been doing is practicing basic orientations, which, uh, is helping me a lot for actually hovering maneuvers and some of the aerobatics as I am working on, you know, forward inverted, uh, backwards, right side up, and I'm getting, getting closer to doing, uh, backwards inverted, uh, patterns, circuits and such. So along with, oh, that's cool. you know, inverted pirouetting and such, um, you know, so it's helping a lot actually on F3C and the more basic stuff because a lot of what I'm running into in F3C is there's there's parts where you need to do as as Ben would refer to as pilot stuff. Um, you need to actually fly the model, but when you're not used to doing corrections in certain orientations, you know, as I as as I would hear from an, another guy who judges like Gordy, who also flies F3C, is like if you're gonna do a correction, do a correction, but if you don't know what the correction is, don't freaking touch it because you just do the wrong correction. And then it's obvious that you're wrong. It can work. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. no, it's it, flying the oxy, doing doing a lot of you know orientation practice is actually helping, and it's helping with the confidence immensely uh, lately. It is. That's good. Um, it, it's got me thinking. You know, right now I've got a bit of you know because a lot of us will will will. I wouldn't say master maneuver, but we will learn a maneuver confidently in a sim, but it doesn't necessarily uh, translate outside. Translate out. And taking it, you know, my my fleet is small. Uh, you know, I've, I've got an Oxy 2 and a Diablo 700. Taking it straight from the sim to the Diablo 700 is not um, confidence inspiring. 
<laughs> for the guys who just send it, yeah. okay, I get it. Uh, you know, it's not so much about the cost. It's about it's about taking a good flying model and smashing the ever-living hell out of it and going, okay, how much work do I need to do to give it back to competition shape? Yeah. Um, Hence why I would never fly your model. Uh, I offer it to people to do things with. I, I know. Yeah. Um, but it's... It's like, man, nope, if I put this in, shit, Monty's going to be working on it for the next six months. <laughs> Depends on how you put it in, but yeah. <laughs> Dude, you had a bad auto and worked on it for six months. I did. You know, there's been some things learned since then to help me get it get it back to you know, competition shape faster. Yeah, uh, I agree. And you've helped me get it there. You know, helped me learn too with it. Yeah. So. Um, but, uh, you know, Oxy2 is definitely a, a great step outside of the sim before I can take a maneuver mm-hmm. and start working. Because I've been confident in, you know, inverted forward on the sim. Like, mm-hmm. I can sit there and it just becomes a game, like, bored. This isn't, this yeah. isn't happening. So, taking it outside, I'm realizing, hey, yeah, this is working good. But, you know, I can start to recognize some areas where it's like, I need to do this more before I graduate this to the next size. Things like, you know, I meant to put in forward elevator while it's inverted, and I put in back elevator. And it stopped. Yeah, and it stops, and you're like, I need to be be competently doing this over and over again. And then, or or like I've noticed for myself, I feel comfortable going inverted in this place. Not just any place, but this place. And so I need to be comfortable to go inverted in more places, not just, you know, one, one pattern. Area. Yeah, it was. It, it was funny when I did you. That, I, I specifically picked that maneuver in that challenge that we did. Yeah, knowing that you were working on your inverted figure eight, you're one of the only ones who did. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I want to see him do this. And you did it with a real helicopter, and it was so funny when you were doing that second one coming around to your right hand side. Yeah, and it, the helicopter stopped, and you bailed, and I was like, yes, <laughs> I can't get them all right. Oh. <laughs> I was like. It was awesome, dude. You did awesome. Had I had a fun. ball with that dude. You should have been there. I, I like, bet I love seeing this. He can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was laughing and holding the hey. camera. I'm like, I'm just like, dude, it was awesome. I was like, I, I, I need work on this. <laughs> it was awesome, but you did it, and you put it out there in front of everybody. It was, it was, I it was, I was rolling, man. It made my whole. You know, day. it was, it yeah, was, no. it was a little. I wouldn't say frustrating, but it's a little interesting how. I lost competency at it. I was doing that maneuver with my E5 at nighttime uh-huh. years ago. I was doing I was doing inverted circuits and and I would sit there and do them for you know like three or four minutes with the E5 at nighttime. I knew mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable with daytime stuff because I don't get much orientation off a of disc in the day, but at nighttime, whoo, disc orientation is you know sweet. Right, it's in it's in the zone. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, it's becoming more confident at it, but I, I still got a hole in the fleet. I'm staring at, you know, debating 550 class helicopter to put in the fleet to graduate the maneuver mm-hmm. from Oxy 2 to a 550 700. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, sadly, I beat the shit out of Shaggy's model uh, as I, I, was, I was trying things much further than my <laughs> skill would allow. And, um, you know, I've I've been specifically not trying crazy, stupid things that I am not ready for with my Oxy two. <laughs> oh, no rock piles, eh? Oh yeah, great. He's like, yeah. not my model. Let um, me just smash it. 
The only other thing is I ordered some batteries for the model. Uh, sadly, I think I chose the wrong shipping method. They have gone USPS parcel post. I ordered them on the 27th, and I got a report from USPS on the 9th that my batteries are sitting in Los Angeles. They have gone like a whole 200 miles or 300 miles to the state of California. So, <laughs> freaking oh, COVID man. warning, and I want three more batteries for my Oxy. Dude, I feel your pain. I got some stuff that came from Australia, and I got it Tuesday or Wednesday. They were sent April 15th. Ugh. Seven days short of two months. Yeah. Past that, yeah, Shaggy mentioned that Ben and I disappeared, and we went you know, uh, riding death wheels, as he would put it, uh, in downtown Fredericksburg. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I've been, riding, I've been riding my two-wheeled Segway a lot more, and I am now busy learning how to ride an electric cycle. So I'm looking for ways to kill myself faster, but <laughs> I say that jokingly. Yeah, electric unicycle. Uh, I'm not trying to kill myself on it, to be honest. Uh, there's a lot of safety gear. Once you, once you get an electric unicycle and you start toying with speeds over 10 miles an hour, uh, yeah, you got to start thinking about knee, guard, you know, knee elbow, wrists, helmets. Helmet. Helmets. A lot of guys are wearing stuff that is uh, uh, either full-face mountain bike helmets, which have certain ratings, or you'll see some guys, and I have worn it. I've practiced motorcycle helmets, DOT-rated motorcycle helmets. Yeah. Doing the Superman at 20 miles an hour. Um, yeah, because some of the actual, the bigger electric unicycles will do 30, 40 miles an hour. Well, they, got, yeah. they, got a lot of, uh, they got a lot of battery power. They're running... Oh, um, some of the mo- a lot of the models are running 84 volts to 100 volts of lithium power. So, mm-hmm. yeah, fast goes fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, technology. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow, that was an hour. Um. Yeah, we've been at this already. Heli news and heli event coverage. Um, local hobby shops. You know, since the last time we recorded. Uh, state of Virginia has gone in phase two. Local hobby shops are open a lot more in my area, and they're probably open in your area as well. So yeah, our Hayes opened up. They're they're back open again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got little plexiglass shields and stuff up, but they're there ordering stuff. Ben and I last Saturday night actually went and got a sit down dinner in a restaurant for the first time since like March. Hmm. I haven't been wow. in a sit down since March. Yeah, I haven't either. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going out. I'm going out uh, to dinner with my um, family for my dad's birthday tomorrow, and it'll be the first time we've actually been at a sit-down restaurant. We're going going to a small little, little tiny one, so it's not going to be that busy anyways, but still, you know. Next piece here, uh, and I'll put a link in the show notes, is uh, the FAI F3C and committee, like I mentioned again, they created a full website, and it has... It has uh, great info on F3C maneuvers, and they say F3N maneuvers are being created, uh, is what I'm being told. So they're in the process of creating them now. Um, good, 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 good grief. A great amount of detail in events, or not events, uh, maneuvers. Sweet. Um, yeah, it, it, it was interesting. I, I pulled out a few high level things that, uh, you know, hit home to me. One was, you know, depth uh, from pilot of how far Heli should be out. You know, 80 to 100 meters is a sweet spot. Yes, you can be closer, but uh, some of the maneuvers, you don't want to try and compact that much when you're doing the aerobatic maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was 
the difference between a stall turn and a tail turn. Uh, so a stall turn, as far as F3C, as far as the FAI is concerned, a stall turn for a model helicopter means the model, you know, goes up in a vertical line, stops, and then, then and turns. then does a pirouette as the model is falling, does the 180 right. pirouette. So it's not stop and pirouette in place and then fall. It's stop, it's falling, pirouette. Uh, whereas a tail turn, uh, the tail uh, does half the pirouette on the way up and half the pirouette on the way down. So it's a traveling pirouette, and that's a tail turn. Because um, fun part is for F3C maneuvers in the current schedule, uh, I have I have tail turns. <laughs> I have tail turns, no stall turns, all tail turns, and that is so. Should new. should the helicopter actually move backwards before you turn? Uh in a stall turn. No, like you should pause and Just then you stop. should start pirouing. Right. So uh, having having the model fall while you're completing while you're finishing the pyro is not a downgrade. Right. Yep. That makes sense. That's what I always thought. Yeah, I know. Cool. I ran into some judges at higher levels who were like, no, the model Shapiro before you do fall. Okay. Uh, uh, I've always thought of it as model stalls, so it stops. Mm -hmm. But then you make the turn, but you're not really traveling backwards. Yeah, because... You've made that turn before it starts to move backwards. Because the fun thing for a plane to stall turn is they don't, they don't do rudder for the stall, and they don't do rudder at the stall. <laughs> You know, uh -huh. like like you don't see as they start as as they start falling backwards, they you know they do the rudder and the model ends up knife edge and it ends up you know going forward. So it's all happening after after it pauses, right? Not you know not necessarily during, but then you get in right. some aerobatic you know even full scale f full scale aerobatic planes and you'll watch them. You know they'll they can force things they can force some things, but um. All I say, good stuff, good stuff in there. That uh, is a little bit enlightening on, on how some maneuvers should look. And I know in the future, uh, I'm looking to do an episode on and getting more in depth on that. What the difference is between you know a, a circle and a funnel. Right. There's differences for for a judging perspective. And just what's what's the difference between a circle and a funnel? There's differences. <laughs> right. Yep. Um. Uh, listener questions. No listener questions. There's we suck. Six months. No, you guys six, suck. Six weeks. Uh, our listeners have not given us any questions. Either they're out flying and they're not listening, or they've become so depressed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, listener feedback. Uh, shut up, Shaggy. And uh, we got some. <laughs> we got some feedback from. Uh, Gray Eagle Jr. What is that all about? Um, you know, it's just there. Hey, hang on. Before you start with that, what the hell is that shut all up, about? Shut up, Shaggy. <laughs> That's kind of what it's about. Just shut up, Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the point. Shut up, Shaggy. <sighs> uh, I'm going to try and read this Gray Eagle Jr. comment. Uh, seven days ago, he said, Mr. of Shagman says no commitment speaking. Period. SAB Goblin Awesome Halloween Exclamation point Crumpets and Crimpers Hacker Programming in Television Visit more if read Speaking soon Hmm Hmm 
I don't get the TV one. And I don't get the Goblin. And I don't uh, get Shagman says no comments. Commitment. I get to visit more if Reed speaking soon. I get that one. He's he's saying he will comment. Apply to him. Well, okay. So last Friday, I joined the Discord chat with uh, Freefall. Yeah. And so did Grey Eagle. And he had like a voice cover. So you still can't really hear what his real yeah. voice is. And um, so I mentioned like, hey, we haven't received a comment from you. And so that's kind of how, why he replied and why he was talking about me and stuff. And then we were also talking about a bunch of other stuff there. So some of it relates based off what we were talking about on the Discord hmm. chat. But it was actually kind of cool because that was the first time he's actually talked even to the Freefall guys. So it was kind of cool to... Hmm. The dude's messed up, I swear. <laughs> Dude, you're messed up. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, Google Drive, uh, we have our main link for show show notes, and then that show notes document at the top of the document, a link to our Kelly calendar if you're interested in seeing events that we're going to be at or maybe finding events around you because you're in the same area we are. Scroll down in your favorite podcast app and uh, click a link for more details on topics we talked about uh, past and past and present. Uh, remember, we are in Discord if you want to chat with us. Uh, it's a great way to reach out to us and... Um, or you can hit us up uh, individually on Facebook Messenger or hit us up on the email, uh, telerotorrc at gmail.com and uh, hack it, whatever question you got. Say thank you all listeners. You know, thank you. Uh, thank you for being there, uh, for reaching out to us. Keep in touch. Hit us in the email and I look forward to see you on the field. Uh, talk to you all later. Take it easy, guys. It was fun. Make sure you're McGrady it. McGrady that heli. <laughs> Go out there and grade the ground with my Welcome to the bloopers for this episode. We recommend you listen to them in private as the audio is loud and the subject matter a bit sophomoric. Enjoy. This is kind of weird. I'm, I'm, so I got my E7 in front of me and I just wiggle the main gear for play. There's a little bit of play, but it's rotating the head. It's rotating the, rotating the auto rotation gear as I'm just lifting up and down really quickly. It's rotating the yeah, head. Yeah, it's rotating it. It's rotating the head. Yeah, it's because the bearings are moving a little bit as it moves up and yeah, down. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, just, it's, just, it's just funny. But I do have head play. Funny. Ha like, ha. No, I don't have head play, but I got main gear play. Huh. He's got head play, but he's stepping away from his mic when he says that. That's going to be a shitty part of the intro. Mm. Screw you, Rich. <laughs> See, I'm already listening for intro shit. It'll be like that one scene from uh, Super Troopers. Enhance, enhance, enhance. Except it'll be Rich going, amplify, amplify, amplify. <laughs> get a uh, you know, anyway. uh, Mountain hmm? Dew Baja Blast, extra large. That's it. 240. That's a big Diet Coke. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be sipping on this thing for hours. <laughs> oh, great. Monty is going to just freaking go to freaking town on this show tonight. Woohoo.
the caffeine soon to be affecting. Uh, I guess we can work on my, my fly bar list tonight because he's going to be up till 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, by that time, I can get my E7 finished. My R5 built. No, you E5 won't be, your E7 won't be finished. Screw you, you asshole. <laughs> hey, I saw pictures of it. Oh, yeah, the wiring monstrosity. Here, I'll show you a better picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's seen pictures of It doesn't mean he's ever been in any. Shut up! Stop! <laughs> no, no, you're going you're gonna to make him hang up. Stop it. <laughs> oh, shit. You're in a good mood tonight. And dang, and Shaggy's not even super grumpy tonight. Woohoo! Bob okay. Blast! Was that a motorcycle that just went by you? That's going to be fun to edit out. <laughs> I wasn't saying anything of value, so it could just be pretty much <laughs> muted. <laughs> All right, let's bring up. The, can you even see the show notes, Monty? I, I can, yeah. Okay. It's just a Google. It's just a Google. Well, doc. I know you could see it. I didn't know if you were going to actually read it in your car. Oh well. I wasn't being... <laughs> Let's see how fast I can go while reading show notes. <laughs> Hang on, let me look up the show notes. All of a sudden, you hear. <laughs> it's like, hello, Whoops. welcome to Telerado RC. <laughs> Shit, you should have been reading that, money. I've got, I got safety features. All I got to do is turn on the cruise control, and it will help me follow the traffic in front of me. You can go there, speed, and stop, and go. Will it keep you in the lane too? Oh, great! Uh, as long as I keep my hand on the wheel. <laughs> Does that mean you have to keep it in the lane, or the car will as long as you have your hand on the wheel? Um, How does that work? It doesn't. It has sensors. It has sensors to tell whether or not I have my hand on the wheel, and it will also try and keep me in the lane. Hmm, that's weird. You'd think it would do the opposite. Um, I got a buddy who's got a Tesla, and he he plays video games on his way to work. What? Yeah. Yeah. Drives itself. Ah. And yet, yet the FA is saying that we're, you know, dangerous. Yeah. People already murdered themselves in cars. That's accepted. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You taking out rich people flying airplanes in the air? Yeah, that's just not acceptable. <laughs> um What wait, what is this under listener feedback? None. No, no it, it says, says shut, shut up, Shaggy. Shaggy. Oh it says <laughs> shut up, Shaggy. Why? What did I do? You know? It just says shut up, Shaggy. Well, what did I do? Oh, wow. You're looking for logic where logic does, exi- does not exist. Just shut oh, up. Are you selfieing yourself going into Home Depot? Time to run you the f over. <laughs> You're all going to die, motherfuckers. Okay, he must have only had like two sips. That's an intro. God, dude, have you not already had a gallon of that yeah. shit? You already sound like you're caffeinated to the sky. This is going to be a fun, long-ass episode. It's going to be a bitch to edit. Wow, good light turn, BMW. Can't even bother to get in a fucking lane. Don't worry, I wasn't saying anything. Goddamn drivers, fucking BMW drivers. 
How close are you to home? Metallic green pieces of shit. How close are you to home? Pretty close. <laughs> How close would you like me to be to home? I'm kind of thinking I want you at home. <laughs> so the BMWs stay out of your damn way. Oh, he's not in my way. He's just busy driving into the oncoming traffic. He turned oh. so far into the lane, he had over half of his car over the double yellow line. Because he's a fucking c Man, I had a guy do that. I was on the way to the field the other night, and he was like... BMW driver? And it wasn't a BMW driver, but it was a freaking uh, pickup truck. Just look out for the He was like green halfway BMWs. over in that lane, man. Metallic green? Yeah. As in, yeah. what, Scott drives? Scott motherfucking Graham. <laughs> That's like a puke green color. Yeah, I don't need brakes for motherfucking bitch came and see over a wheel. <laughs> Jesus. God, damn. Oh, Shaggy, you're not the grumpy one tonight. He sounded like he was in Welcome a good mood. Welcome to Friday! Woo! Time to go through a field. Have you ever recorded on a Friday before? Yes. Oh. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was before you joined us. I was just watching that show a couple days ago. God, you're old. Oh my god! In a young man's body. It was. It was on. It was on TV a couple days ago, and I was like, oh. It wasn't on TV. Admit it. You got your rabbit ears adjusted just right. <laughs> I don't get what you mean. But okay. His dad was telling him to hold the rabbit ears over that way. Put the tinfoil. Uh, That's uh, why Shaggy's so damn tall. His parents stretched him out so he could hold the rabbit ears well. <laughs> hey, hey, you know. Uh, uh, you've gone to shit again, Shaggy. You got a shit, young man. <laughs> no. 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 No 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 um, that Shaggy started making me think of Wild West themes. <laughs> I, I, I think we should... We, exactly. I'm thinking that we that should be our intro track for this episode. Where's my lock tight? Now we got the lock tight. Now we done it. All right, Monty, let's get this thing going, man. We're gonna be here all freaking. Uh, I'm gonna get out my pole start. What's that guy in Europe who sits there and pole starts his generator? That's what this episode starts like. Ha ha ha! Give it some more fuel. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, it's horrible. I can't remember his name right now. I don't understand <laughs> what you're saying. Don't make sense to me. Oh, Doug Darby knows it. I can't remember his name. He's got videos. The guy, they're trying to start a generator. I think one of them sabotaged and pulled his pulled his spark or something. So he keeps just trying to, he just keeps yanking the starter on the thing, trying to start this generator. It just won't start. It's like three minutes and pull the cord. <laughs> Was it a Honda? No. Oh. But I think they sabotaged him because they were filming it. They're just like, well, pull it again. (laughs) I was going to say, if it was a Honda, after the third pull, then you know something's wrong. So then you start taking it apart and looking at it. No, man. My Hondas have taken way more than three pulls to get started on occasion. Yeah. Damn, I just bought all new seals and gaskets for that thing. You know, all the external, the plastic ones. Because they were vibrating because they just worn their asses out. Dude, the filter. Oh, my God. The inside filter. I opened that thing up. Yeah, the air filter. I opened mm. that thing up and it just, it was like disintegrated. Like you touch it and the foam would just collapse. It had sucked that crap inside the carburetor. I think that's where I've got something blocked. You're supposed to oil there. it. Yeah, it had a little bit of oil in it, but this is the, uh, that filter was old. It was never, I don't think it ever been replaced. No, you're supposed to oil it. Yeah, it comes oiled. No, you're supposed to oil it. The new one comes oiled. Yeah, yeah, but they, they still call it as part of maintenance when you do oil yes, changes they, on it to clean the oil out and put new yeah, oil on it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Ask me if I ever changed the oil on that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, I had, that, that generator was secondhand to me. I got it from another guy. Yeah, Dragonfly is a go-to, and that's the same weekend as the Mid-Atlantic. Thank you for mentioning it. Um. <laughs> oh, shit. Well. Okay, zap that shit. It's editing. <laughs> Take it easy, guys. It was fun. Make sure you're McGrady it. McGrady that heli. Are <laughs> going to go out there and grade the ground with my McGrady heli? <laughs> I just mcgrady all over the field. It's everywhere. <laughs> I just McGraded the field. Look at how level it is. That sliding <laughs> auto totally mcgrady the field. <laughs> Most level thing I've seen lately. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man, I just agreed. A number ten. I ignored my teacher so hard he gave me a McGrady. 